Me? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's time. All right, guys, we are back. <laughs> he just mocked me, so now it's funny, my intro, but we are... Um, we are in episode number 36, and this is going to be a good one, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I am very excited about this one. Do ladies watch the show? Of course they do. Why not? How many? I don't know. All of them? I can't see the analytics on that. Oh, I don't know if we can figure it out. I assume a few. I hope we do have some female fans. I hope so, too. I never and, had uh, one before, to be honest with you. You never had a female fan before? Yeah, or a female, So, according to all your stories. But. Well, interesting. So... Let's get started. You wanted to jump into, uh, we got a lot to cover. It's uh, Khabib week, as I call it. it. Yes. Um, And that is because I am a big fan of Khabib, and he's my teammate. And even being unbiased, I'm a friend, of course. And uh, and being unbiased, of course, I feel he's going to win this fight. Though I I do like Conor McGregor. I'm a fan of Conor McGregor as well. Um, But it's Khabib week. Yeah. And he's uh, an (coughs) ex-alum. On the show, so that's right. He was on the the podcast. What episode? If you can name the episode, uh, you can't. Twenty four. Uh, we'll see. We'll, well test. you don't know. I don't know either. I don't well, know you anything. You can't ask questions. What? I just want you to be wrong in front of everyone. What's eleven divided by point six? Oh, God! How do you not anyway. know? What a okay, dork. so we're gonna break down Conor McGregor and Khabib. Um, we're gonna break down the card a little bit. Uh, share some insight on our opinions on what's going to happen between the main event um, a little bit more than we did last week uh, and talk about a few more hot topics. Yeah. I think one of the hottest topics is you uh, getting obviously DC's back because even (laughs) I, Oh wow. Yeah. I've never seen ESPN comment so much on a tweet. It was was Instagram. Instagram Instagram is like so big now, man. That's like, Dude, our president Facebook talks to the it. world via Twitter. That's not always him. You know that, right? And, and speaking of that, Facebook did buy We're in Thailand. We Facebook did buy Instagram. You're correct about that. And oh, the two founders of Facebook just uh, put their notice in to step away. Why? They're leaving Instagram. Why? I don't know their names, but I read that they're leaving, um, and it's amongst uh, maybe some controversy between the way Zuckerberg is running Instagram or what his plans are for Instagram. I don't know. I'm not an expert on it. I just know that they're they're stepping down. What are they stepping down from? I don't know because they're not. I don't know, maybe they're co-CEOs. I don't know. But whatever it is, they're stepping down. Do you think but anybody will follow him? I think Instagram is only getting better. I think it's great. I have no complaints. So I don't of know what. Of course you do. Well, they invented it, and they're because obviously not liking the direction it's going. So I hope that's not a sign that it's going in a direction that we're not going to like. Well, I hope I've, nothing drastically changes because I like it right now. Not a lot's going to change. I will tell these lovely people why you like Instagram so much. It's because you enjoy, uh, I don't know, not stirring the pot. You're obviously getting your boys back. I, I've never got to experience that. In my career, he's talking about when I, I posted well, a... Because we had MySpace. Yeah, I, I never got really like hated on too much in my career, which, I, I mean, I, I did when I fought a certain opponent that had big fans, and they're like, you're going to lose... Or after I lost, they would say something. Or when I got sick, they would say, you're skinny, you need to eat a cheeseburger. You know, things like this. Stuff you'd laugh at. Um, you these, laugh Insta- at these Instagram, like, uh, trolls or whatever you call them today, dude, they have no filter. Yeah. These guys are, like, serious. Like, serious. And I uh, recently left a comment supporting DC because John Jones attacked uh, DC, which I thought was absolutely ridiculous. I think this guy should be... 
uh, getting a PR person immediately to try to uh, fix his reputation and, and try to become, a, you know, a role model and, and, and take the things that he's done bad and reverse it and, and, and try to become a better person. And instead, he's attacking one of the most loved guys now in the sport who's a double champ, and he's attacking him in such a derogatory, just just kind of, in my opinion, a well, low-life kind of way. Um, uh, George St. Pierre, too. Well, we'll get into that in a second. But first, he attacked DC. So I got DC's back, and I jumped on there with my opinion. Um, I'll share my opinion. You know what I mean? It's my, it's my opinion. I can share, share what I want. And, and, of course, he got a lot of likes and a lot of, a lot of support. But How many? I don't know. Like you did. I, I left two comments. It was like a couple thousand or something. But the, the thing is, is the people who responded um, that were negative, wow. Like they, they It was so <laughs> weird how many people talk shit to you saying, oh, you've never won a championship. Who the, fucking cares? That the, doesn't mean you don't have a voice. Who, who the fuck are you? Like, obviously, we know who your fan is. You yeah. know what I mean? Funk. And then, uh, or you're a fan of. Uh, but uh, I don't care. It's not like it, it hurts me. You know, I'm not sensitive to the point. And I would respond to these people, you know, in a funny way or something. And. And, and people be like, why are you wasting your time responding to these people? They don't mean anything. They're from, you know, nothing, whatever. It's like, I don't, I don't mind taking time out to respond to the to fans and the critics, whether they're, you know, I love responding to the fans. If you look at my Instagram, I almost answer every single person that, that leaves a comment. Um, I answer both of mine, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I've seen that, yeah. At Mark Bogutsky. And uh, also, you know, the critics, too, I'll, I'll respond to them. And it's like, it doesn't hurt me to respond to these guys. It's funny to me because, like, they are so savage, like so savage. And then there's very one, well, that makes sense. Very one. <laughs> there's, there's very one. There's one very um, across the board consistency between all the negative people on Instagram that are extremely negative, And that is that they have fake accounts. Yeah. Almost all of them. Very rarely do you see just an absolutely stupid comment that just makes no sense pure hate pure just click on their profile you what click you on get? their profile it doesn't say private and they may have zero followers zero fans whatever and it's weird that we live in an age where we actually have to talk about this yeah because and we're getting into the john jones scenes because i got yeah, a lot to say happen. about that guy in a second yeah. but uh the point is uh i feel like okay i think instagram should not allow people with a private account chat with people with public accounts. I think there should be a separation there because if you have a private account, respectfully so, usually you have a private account because you wanna communicate with your friends and your family. You don't want your life public. That's called a text message or an email. Why even True, true, but you have your own little community, right? Your own group of people that you wanna share your, your stories with and your pictures and whatever. Stay there, stay in your community. But don't don't lock your account down and then go spew hate to all the public accounts and then just hide behind your account, you know, and like obviously your life is not going the way it should be if you're saying these things because some of them are pretty, pretty crazy. And like I said, it doesn't bother me. I don't care. I respond to it. It's not a big deal for me. But I will tell you who it is a big deal for, a guy I'm about to talk about, John Jones. And uh, it's funny how he can come out and, and, and get this remarkably reduced sentence from USADA. I'm against cheaters who fight in a sport. Uh. So I'm gonna go and go on record and saying that. Uh, if you're an accountant, if you're just a business guy, if you're just a normal guy who wants to look good, feel good, I'm not saying that like, I know steroids are illegal, so I'm not saying go do illegal stuff, but I'm in Thailand and, and, and different parts of the world, it's different rules and laws. But it's like, I have nothing against people who take steroids if it's for their own well-being. Well, thank you. They wanna look, yeah, they wanna look like Mark and look fit and thin and, Yikes, he needs some steroids. But okay, so bad example. But the, the point is, 
that's fine. But when you're in a, even even in sports where it's like, I mean, for instance, we're talking about uh, cycling, Lance Armstrong. I mean, yeah. he got hit with crazy fines, ruined his whole career, ruined his whole legacy. But see, steroids aren't. He didn't take them so he could bench four hundred fucking pounds. Yeah, he took them because it enhances. I mean, I'm sure his. What uh, what am I looking for? Obviously, his not his reaction time. Shit. What what are we talking about? His um, endurance. endurance. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't think of the word endurance. Big word. But yeah, like obviously that, and then you know, and yeah, he can go longer than all the other ones, nine hours or however long the damn race is, you know. And it's just you know, like Barry Bonds too, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, well, it doesn't make you see the ball better. Well, but it also, as soon as you hit that ball, instead of it being a pop out to third base, now it's over the fucking wall. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, you know, John Jones, yeah. Well, you, I mean, you can touch on what he said to uh, GSP. You know? Yeah, you know, and the thing about it is, is like GSP recently. Well, first of all, let's get back to, to D.C. He attacks D.C. And like, I mean, he, he gets off this USADA um, ban. I think it was like after it, it was a ridiculously shorter sentence. Right. You, that doesn't just happen to people, especially like multiple offenders. Right. Yeah. So usually from what the experts are saying is that you snitch, you know, you, you give information on somebody. Um, the only other al- alternative, I think, is, is if like they just use it as a clause, like like uh, Bisping said in a recent interview that said, you know, maybe they use it as a clause to like just get them back. But that now you're talking about fraud. You're talking about things that's probably not not true. I, he did something right. And if he didn't snitch on anybody, then why doesn't he come out and just say what he did? Why doesn't he set an example and, and tell other people who possibly might test yeah. and, and people who might be innocent and, and, and test positive or people who might test positive and admit it and say, look, I tested positive, I messed up. I don't want to serve the whole sentence. John Jones would come out and say, okay, well, I spent this much time doing, uh, you know, community service. I did this. I went to t- gave some lectures. Well, see, I did this. And that's why I got to reduce sentence. Have happened, though, but he won't say why. He, he won't say may why. may have bought his way out of it. You know? Then tell so. people. Well, you can't say I bought way out of it. You can say like, Dude, oh, I made a that would be a two million dollar e- donation. It's to- either illegal or not. Yeah, I mean, and if it's illegal, then you saw it in deep trouble. They would never do it. Anything legal, he can perfectly say. He should he should say what he did. So it would clear up the fact that he didn't snitch, and it would also let other people know options they might have if they get tested. But miraculously, he won't say, which means again, it leads you to believe he probably snitched. Now, um, that's not. A cool thing well, if you're one of the guys he's like, who did he tell on? Like I haven't heard of it. I mean, who knows? Did he tell on? He he could have gave up his supplier. Verdum. He could have oh, gave. It, it doesn't have to be see, the that's person. Why I don't know if maybe he. Like, it doesn't have to be oh, the actual or, fighter. It doesn't have like Michael Bisping assumed it could be possibly Donald Cerrone, even though he said, um, "I don't want to like say Donald Cerrone does steroids." Yeah, you kind of just did. Let's not throw yeah. Donald Cerrone under the bus. The yeah. guy didn't pop. Let's, let's you know. Let's not jump to conclusions. But uh, it doesn't mean that he he uh, snitched on a teammate. I mean, he could have given away the supplier. He could have given away other people that weren't in the sport. Look at Jose Canseco gave the, like 96 people I mean, or something. Oftentimes these guys get the steroids from people that aren't like their teammates. They're the people outside that nobody knows about. Like your friends are friends or whatever the case. He could have snitched on them. Yeah. And even if they get in trouble, it may not ever show up because they're not fighters. So no one will ever know. You know what I mean? But it's like he obviously did something. But the point is you get a second chance. You come out. You're obviously going to fight again. They're talking about him possibly fighting. There's rumors of him fighting Gustafson. There's rumors of him fighting DC at heavyweight. Obviously, he wants the big fight, so he's chasing down a 39-year-old man to try to get a big money fight because who deserves it more than a guy who keeps popping multiple times from USADA? He doesn't have any more sponsors, so he needs that cash. 
But he comes after Daniel Cormier, and he comes after him in a very disrespectful way, like like just so tactly, like just saying stuff like, "You're afraid to answer your phone from USADA because the, you know, your vision of being a champion is going to be crushed, and your fake belts around your waist are going to disappear, and you're going to see who the real champion is." That shin landed across your head, and blah blah blah. He knocked out the heavyweight champion, but you've never had a heavyweight fight. He stepped up and knocked out the heavyweight champion in a round. Like, okay, so clean. Too. That belt is his. It wasn't <laughs> a uh... DC never even fought in that division. That belt is not a fake belt. Well, you see, DC said he's and the tested. belt that he won in the light heavyweight division isn't yeah. fake. But well, I'm saying for he's sure, been tested seventy times. Seventy times. That's incredible. so. Don't come at a guy who's an Olympian athlete who's been tested seventy times and be that disrespectful to him. And he's an ambassador to the sport. The guy, the guy works. He teaches kids still for no money. He he coaches softball. He uh, he does countless interviews, countless promotion for the sport and for the uh, for the UFC and for uh, the fighters. Um, you know he's a commentator, he's an analyst. He, he does everything. And you're gonna come after that guy. He needs a PR representative. Like he needs somebody to slow him down. And like it's just it's just so disgraceful of what he did. So I jumped on DC's back and gave my two cents, and then got attacked a little bit by just random people that just had fake shit. accounts. Yeah. And it didn't it didn't make me sensitive, you know, because I didn't care. It's it's laughable. Who doesn't make sense? Who cares? I was never a champion. Who cares? My life's going good right now. I'm happy with my life, and I did it fair. I did it without cheating. Look who you're two, friends with. Two title contention fights. I was right there with the belt. I never got it. But you know what? My life's going good. You're in a video game. You got an action figure. I'm living my dream. Hey. I, I fucking own some companies. Uh, I live on a, one of the most beautiful islands in the world. My life is just fine. And the best part of the entire thing is I can look back at my career and know I did it all clean. I never failed a drug test. I never took steroids to win a fight. Um, but, but I'll tell you who is sensitive about comments is John Jones. So when you look at John Jones's Instagram, he disables his comments to only people that are going to leave positive comments. So I don't know how you do it. I guess it's people you follow, maybe like you just if you follow them back, I would assume that you allow comments from only certain people. I just think that's bullshit. Celebrities, it's bullshit. It's yeah. so bullshit. And, and what's even worse about it is you would think if he did that, he would at least get a few hundred comments positive from the people who he follows and follows back. What is positive about John Jones? Thirty He's a fucking cheater. Man. He gets I mean, average of thirty comments per post. This is. The guy who's pound for pound, one of the greatest fighters in the world, so he says, um, and has 2 million plus followers on Instagram, 30 comments. I posted a post last night. It's not even 24 hours old. I got 79, 80 comments. Positive. This guy gets 30, 30 comments. Maybe you should listen to the people. And he's... If you're going to spew He's hate, making so much more money, and I, and I know I know you guys are probably going to come back at me and, and spew some hate on this, this this video, but like before, just understand where I'm coming from. I'm coming from. I have a gym in Thailand where these guys are coming from Russia, uh, mostly Russia, and a lot of other areas over here, and they're jacked up on steroids when they come in, and they think that's what they have to do to win fights. And, it, and it's always a problem I have trying to convince them, no, you don't. You don't get off this shit. This is ruining your fucking life. And you're never going to be able to fight in UFC and the bigger shows because they test. And you're going to be in steroids. You're going to take steroids up until that time. And then you're going to quit so that you can pass USADA. And then your mind's going to be fucked because mentally you're going to be weak. And, and now you're going to be the same fighter. So it's like he's causing this, you know, he, he, taking steroids and, and, and trying to get away with it, making excuses. It's you don't need steroids. DC's never taken steroids. Khabib has never taken steroids or pop for steroids. And look at him. DC holds two belts. Khabib holds one. Twenty-six and zero. He's never right lost. There. He's never lost a round. 
you don't need steroids, and that's why I'm against them. Now, if people say John Jones can kick my ass and I have no right to talk, I do have a right to talk. I've been a part of this sport for a long time, 15 fights in the UFC, Ultimate Fighter Season 1, all the way through uh, the Fox shows, and, like, I do have a voice, and, and the bottom line is I could care less if John Jones can kick my ass. For sure he can, whether he's on steroids or not. That doesn't matter. That has nothing to do with See, my opinion. Again, goes back to, like I said, uh, we mentioned Barry Bonds. Before he took steroids, he was still an MVP. He was still. Yeah. It's like, why? Why did you do it? I get it now. I mean, the money got more. He was making yeah. more money and all that stuff for breaking all these records and stuff. But it's almost like, man. But once you get caught, though, and, and you, get that, you get that, that tarnished reputation, why do you continue to fuck up? And it's like DC says, like, how many times can you slip? Like, DC's been tested 70 times, and he's never accidentally popped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's never popped and had to say, hey, it wasn't my fault. And, you know, something something fishy happened. How many times has this happened to uh, Jones? Like, how many times has this happened where he's been in, in court and he's had to fight these charges? And, like, I mean, everything from cocaine to steroids. Like, And then he, wears, run, then he wears his religious badges on his chest. Like... Why do you hide behind religion? I mean, every single thing, in my opinion, about this guy is like represents a cowardly lion. Like he's a lion. He's a big beast. He has the potential and had the potential to be one of the greatest fighters ever. I'll say that for a fact, for sure. He's so talented, but he's a coward. I mean, he hides from his YouTube. Or I'm sorry, his uh, Instagram followers. He hides from uh, everyone, everything. You know, you take steroids. I mean, you, you're a coward. I think if you take steroids and you go in there and you fight people that aren't taking steroids, especially guys that are 38, 39 years old, and you're taking steroids. And now he now he attacked uh, George St. Pierre, which is just, that's what I'm speaking out right now the most. Like DC started it, and then now GSP is like we're my final straw, you know, because like you're saying that, that GSP is brain dead, or not brain dead, but has brain damage because he's saying that steroids affects more than your physical attributes. Abso-fucking-lutely. I've seen this multiple times in my career with fighters that I train with. When they're training, steroids doesn't give you technique or, or whatever, but it makes you stronger. It makes you uh, accomplish things that you couldn't accomplish before steroids. So your confidence grows. So when your confidence is better, you do these crazy things that you would never do before. So Jones always says that shin kick to the head, that ain't steroids. Steroids didn't kick you in the head. That was me. No, it was steroids because you were confident. You were confident that you could kick him in the head. You were confident you could throw those elbows. You were confident you could... Your confidence level changes when you think you have something behind you. And he has God behind him in his mind, and he has steroids. And somehow, he, he weighs that out as being okay. He cocaine. thinks God... And cocaine. He, he obviously thinks God supports steroids. It's so fucking mind-blowing to me. And I think who said it best was Donald Cerrone in an interview with Brennan Schaub and Brian Callen. He said uh, he had a bunch of disputes with John Jones in the gym, and they were getting into it. And then the UFC people showed up, and they had cameras. And John Jones came up to him, and he put his God hat on, which I think is a great comment. But he said he put his God hat on, and then it was all like just – the nice guy again. And I think Brennan Schaub had a great point by saying, why doesn't John Jones just be who he is? If you're going to be the heel, you're going to be the asshole, you're going to be the party guy that goes and does coke and, and does whatever yeah, he wants. He should be like Mike Tyson. Was. But shows up and fights and kicks ass, be that guy. Yeah. And people will respect you more. Hey, I fucking party. We knew it. I fucking, I mean, I mean, look at like, e even Tyson. Donald, even That's, Donald Cerrone, to Tyson. even Donald Cerrone, dude, he's kind of in the same predicament where he'll drink, you know, beer and party and do stuff. But he shows up, he kicks ass yeah. and we respect him for that because he, he doesn't lie. He doesn't hide behind religion. He doesn't hide behind lies and, and this fake life. 
But John Jones does. He, he hides behind religion and he hides behind this good boy image, which he's not. You're not a good guy, in my opinion. You're not a role model, in my opinion. You're not an ambassador to the sport, in my opinion. And I don't want to even purchase a pay-per-view that you're on because I don't want to give you even that dollar or two dollars that you're going to get and mm. support you. I'd rather wait and just see the results, you know? And, and I don't know who he's going to fight next. Um, I know Gustafson really wants to fight. I know DC probably doesn't want it because Gustafson almost beat him the first time, if not did beat him. Um, but I think Gustafson, Gustafson would beat him if he could fight the same way. I, I think Gustafson... Uh, because of that loss, he changed a little bit as a fighter, and he wasn't the same fighter he was before, and then he got beat, obviously, by DC, and he didn't look as good as he did in the Jones right. fight. But if he can bring himself back to where he was, and, and even better maybe, he could beat Jones, you know? And then there's there's nothing left Jones could say. If Jones loses to Gustafson, there's nothing he can say to DC because DC beat Gustafson, and he stepped up and beat uh, Stipe. Hmm. What could he possibly say, you hmm. know? So that's my rant on John Jones. And hey, you went off there, buddy. Dude, it bothers me because, A, I don't believe in steroids if you fight. You know, I'm kind of like Mark Hunt in the fact that, like, dude, you're talking about people's lives. You know what I mean? Like, you're talking about brain damage. Like, what, what, what did, um, you know, what's his... Uh, serious shit, man. What did... Um, God, what kind of, why am I drawing a blank? I don't get to talk, so it's, it's yeah. the fucking cyclist. Lance Armstrong. Jesus, yeah, yeah. shit. What did he really hurt by doing steroids? Yeah, he won some races. Right. And he raised $7 million care less dollars for cancer. I get it. It's entertainment. But this, you're actually physically in football too. When you're hitting somebody, you know, yeah. here too, hitting somebody. Yeah, it's bullshit, man. I mean, it's. I'm not physically. I'm mean, not physically. I'm not emotionally bothered by that. And, and these other guys doing steroids, wrestlers throwing each other around. You need it. I mean, you probably do need steroids to recover and, and and do wrestling matches for the majority of the year. You know, who cares? I don't really care. You know, and if there's some promotion out there that allows steroids and says, you know may you all be the great chemists that you can be and, and, and fighters that you can be. There's, you know, no rules. Just get in there and fight. So be it, whatever. At least it's an even playing field. But the bottom line is when you're fighting on a professional level as a, as a uh, you know, a mainstream sport and you know that there's a USADA, you know that there's like athletes out there that are not taking steroids, why would you, why would you do something that's deemed illegal to give yourself an advantage that could crush somebody, that could cause brain damage, well, that can hurt somebody, could kill right? somebody, like, you know? And then you have excuse after excuse, but how many excuses are they going to let this guy have? I mean, how many? Like, like when this happened this time, you know, everyone thought they were going to throw the book at him just for this one time that he got caught, right? And not only did they not throw the book at him, they let him off early. How? Like, speak up, Jones. Let Maybe us know how you got off early. Maybe he did. And, and, I'm, and it sucks that, like, they're promoting him, and he's still going to get these big fights because I think he's got a lot of damage you know, control. It's all about money. I mean, and, and like I said, I like John Jones when he first came in the UFC. He was humble. He was nice. Completely different person. When he first came in, I was still in the UFC, and he was such an. I was there when he fought Matt Hamill. I was sitting front row when he fought Matt Hamill that night. He lost the fight by disqualification, downward elbow, but uh, he was a nice, humble guy, and he just changed. And like. I'm not saying that, you know, you can't be a party animal and you can't do your things on the side as long as it doesn't affect the fight, but just be who you are and, like, quit hiding behind religion. And definitely, I mean, that ain't what got me off. That ain't what set me off. Yeah, Nothing get, get got me off. off. Let's just be clear about that. Nothing got me off. But that ain't what set me off. But what set me off is don't attack guys like Daniel Cormier because you're not like Daniel Cormier. You'll never be like Daniel Cormier. So you can say as many times as you want that, that you're the better fighter, that you could have beat him, shoulda, woulda, coulda, all you want. You will never be the man Daniel Cormier is. He's a champion without any belt, and that's what's important. 
He's a champion in the heart. He's a champion as a person. Yeah. You won't be that guy, in my opinion. He's teaching don't, uh, wrestling on Sunday mornings. And then when you're taking a break from attacking Daniel Cormier, don't attack the fucking GSP. The potentially, the, I, I think, probably the greatest of all time next to Daniel Cormier. I think Daniel Cormier and George, uh, George St. Pierre are the two greatest fighters of all time. Don't attack him and call him brain dead. And, could have been Silva. Could have been and stupid Jones. for saying that steroids but. is a bad thing. He John Jones literally defended steroids, in my opinion, from that the comments that he made uh -huh. against George St. Pierre. Who does that? Who does like? Where's his PR? The guy who takes him. But where's his PR representative? Like, are they sleeping? And then he turns his comments off, so because he, he can't stand hate, he doesn't want any hate on his Instagram to make him look bad. Because why have an, He's like, so why sensitive. Post? He's a cowardly gonna... lion, in my opinion. He's a cowardly lion, in my opinion. Oh. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. That was a long rant, dude. It was like 28 minutes. That's not too bad. All right. So You want to talk about something else? <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe we should talk about Khabib and Connor. i scared uh, to bring up anything else. Uh, you know how I am about this, these guys, these young kids taking steroids, dude, coming in here and, like, ruining their lives, man. There's a lot of downsides to it, man. And they're ruining their lives young. And then they're ruining their futures, you know, because they think you have to take steroids. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. That's why I don't, man. Because I don't want you to be disappointed. In I mean, me. I don't want you to be the example of someone that doesn't. Because then kids are going to probably take steroids looking at you. But I think we should find someone Thanks. in the middle, you know, like a, a normal-looking person, semi-athletic, and Still say, hey, someone look at you. this guy. You he know doesn't take steroids. You too. Yeah, you I, I know that bothers you. If you outlive me, I'm going to come back from the dead and, and slap we'll you. We'll do each other's eulogies. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's that. And, uh, yeah. Well, by the way, you know there is a fight this weekend. Yeah, I heard about that, and I think we should probably get into that. And uh, you can probably tell uh, who we're rooting for, if, even though we said it already. The Watterson fight. I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, so we <laughs> we do have a fight to uh, go over and uh, break down. So let's go ahead. You want to start? It's UFC 229. Yep, sorry. August 6th for most of the listeners, but August 7th for us. Yeah, at morning 9 a.m. That's okay. What a treat. Well, the main card's at nine. Yeah. At the Contender Cafe, located on site of the AK, AK Thailand. Thailand. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Who's an official sponsor of them? Real quick, with Mike Swick podcast. That's right. That's right. But um, yeah, so the, the you know, like I said, the card starts at nine. I believe the first fight is uh, that Michelle, the Karate Hottie, Waterson. Mm -hmm. I just feel real weird saying that. Versus uh, Felice Harry Navidad. I don't know. Fucking, I can't pronounce her name. But um, how do you see this one going? I'm asking the karate hottie. I think is gonna. Yeah, take this me fight. too. I, mean, I, I think I think I we're think... across the board the same on this. Yeah, I think it's. Um, we have to really break that one down too much. I, it's, I, I, yeah, I, I'm not gonna. I don't really know a whole lot about him. I just think she's hotter than the other chick. <laughs> I think you can't base a win on that. But oh, yeah, I, I think I, she's a better. Remember fighter, we used to go to when we were kids. Not kids, but we were. Twenty-one. We used mm -hmm. to go gamble at the the, uh, the uh, racetrack, mm -hmm. and uh, we just. You know, oh, that dog pooped first. He's going to win. I'm the worst at horse racing. Do you remember when that guy uh, gave us that formula and we won like 180 bucks each? Yeah. Please tell me you remember that. I do. And I remember Daniel French's I always father. picked the, the, the big underdog because it's such a a huge, like. Uh, That's why you won 180 and I won 500. But, but yeah, and then I just lose all the time picking but, the underdog. There's a reason. Apparently, there's a reason why they're the underdog. Yeah. That's what I learned. Well, that's, again, I mean, I don't even know who's favored in this fight. I would assume Watterson's favored. Yeah, I think so. I don't but, know for sure. Uh, she's prettier, so. She and wins. then your boy. Your boy's fighting. Derek Lewis. That's right. Tell a little history about that. Well, no, just, you know, um, Dana White 
the the Patriots were playing the Texans, and uh, I despise both those teams. <laughs> and um, you know, I'm a fellow Houstonian as well as um, will you and uh, Derek Lewis. So he was just like, "Hey, go Texans!" He's got the right. I get it, you know. But I I just commented on it right underneath. I was like, "Go Cowboys!" That's it. Nothing bad. He sent me three big black middle fingers like this. Oh, that's the worst. I'd never spoken to the guy in my life. That kind of he hurt didn't even have three hands because I like to get three of them. Yeah, yeah. That's that's bad. I hope they were fingers. But um, <laughs> maybe two fingers. Yeah. What what else? What else? Three fingers. Go ahead. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that kind of hurt my feelings, you know. I mean, yeah. I'm not one to to get my my butt hurt on social media, but yeah, I like the guy so much. You know, but he's fighting a very tough opponent who yes. has stepped through the doors at AKA Thailand what and trained hasn't. with us here yeah. in a- Thailand. Alexander Alex, Volkov. Alex Volkov, yeah. Super tall guy. Super. He was him and um, Nick Natanui, the only two people taller than me ever to go through AKA Thailand. Yeah. I'm taller than It was a while back so. when he came, but yeah. yeah. And then I remember he was just getting in the UFC at that time, yeah. and he came to AKA Thailand. I think he was two and zero or two and yeah one and two. And we were like, I wonder how he's gonna do. And man, he just went on a tear and just made a huge name for himself ever since then. Well, every time, I mean, that's what happens when you walk through AKA <laughs> yeah. Thailand. You just gotta you walk know? through the door. You, you didn't do a camp with us or anything. I've been in and out of those doors so many times. I should just fight. Yeah, I don't need to train. You've been there enough, dude. I've seen enough. You've, you, yeah, you've been there enough. So you got you got the beast or uh, Volkov? Oh man, dude. I don't want to get three middle fingers. That's a problem. Uh, I hate to say it. I love him. I hope he wins. I do all like the time. All of our fellow Houstonians. My heart, but is him. Yeah. But I think. I do think my Volkov might take that one. My expertise as a as a journalist in this sport for many yeah. many many days. Yeah, many many hours. Uh, sure. I got Volkov. I think, yeah. man. I think I'll, he's I'll, just a I'll little much, man. So he, he's well rounded. He's very good. He's intellectual, and uh, he just fights smart and and. and Gets out there and gets it done every time, you know. And yeah, and he trained at AK Thailand. Trained at AK Thailand. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. He trained at AK Thailand. And then uh, OSP versus I'm not gonna lie to you, somebody I've never heard of. Yeah, um, he's nine and zero. The um, guy he's fighting. I honestly don't know his name either. I didn't break down the card yet. It's, all a, the way it's Dominic Reyes. Dominic yeah, I mean Reyes. these are just okay. predictions. We so I know he's nine and zero, and you know, so he's unbeaten, but he's also untested in the higher levels. Exactly. So it's Is kind this of his first UFC fight. It's kind of a, I don't know. It's kind of a first, I mean, or kind of a, a double-edged sword in the fact that he is unbeaten, but the yeah. level of competition means a lot. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like exactly. it, it does change things. So you got guys like Mark Hunt, who are legends of the sport. Their records may not be as good, but they fought the best fighters in the in the world. They've beat the best fighters in the world. So it, your level of competition definitely has a big factor when it comes to MMA. So we'll see in that fight how how he hangs against a guy like OSP. And OSP has done an amazing job with his fights. I mean, that guy comes out of nowhere and, and can land some crazy yeah. shit. I, w- I mean, like I said, I have nothing to add on to Dominic Reyes. Yeah, I, I personally don't know a lot about him. I'm uh, going to lie. Like Dominic I know a lot Reyes, of shit. if you're watching, please comment. Yeah, you I don't know, have nothing against him. I, I honestly just don't know a lot about him. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. We no. just don't know who he is. Yeah, um, we're not going to lie. We're not a bullshit well, podcast that's going to sit and say, oh, we know so much about this morning, like, Watch other podcasts and try to like copy people. We'll, we'll just tell you how it is. I really just don't know a lot about well, the guy. Here's, here's my theory. Like, And that's not a slight against him. It's just the fact that like when you fought, you were like the 67th guy on the roster. Yeah, exactly. When you, when you made it. Like, yeah, exactly, you know, yeah, yeah. Now there's 466. No, there's 485. I wasn't talking to Dana at the training center he was talking about the roster and it was like it was almost 600 that's ridiculous almost 600 that's the the texans don't get that many fans at their home yeah. games you know so if i'm not mistaken it was like close to 600 well, it's like, i was just we, like yeah we were talking about it today like you know 
God bless, you know, we love Mark Hunt, don't get me wrong. But other than his fight when he fought, I can't name a single person that was on that card. I mean, there was a couple peppered in there maybe, but yeah. it's just there's so many people. So There's a lot. you but anyway. and, and that means you got to make a name for yourself yeah. uh, in impressive fashion. you got to win fights, multiple fights, in very impressive fashion to start getting a name. Because back when I was there, you know, in uh, those old days, like you were talking about, we had countdown shows and preview shows for every mm-hmm. one of my fights. So I was, like, featured so much. Uh, I got a lot of attention for each fight. Whereas nowadays, you know, I was they four were on five. VHS, I was four or five and zero oh in the UFC, and just all this hype of being the next big thing. Whereas now, there's guys four, five, six, and zero, oh, and you don't even know who they are. You know what I mean? Like they're dark fights and they're well, prelims. Six and you just, foul. I mean, it's just like Thailand, there's yeah. a fight every night. It's not too many, but there's a lot to keep up with. Definitely a lot to keep up with. Uh, yeah. All right, so let's move. Not on. saying he's a bad guy, but again, don't know a whole lot about him. Yeah. But so I'm gonna take OSP just because. Yep. I've heard of him. Okay. So. And he's better looking than the other guy too. Is that no, no? That was for the other fight. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, co-main event, we got a uh, Ferguson versus uh, Anthony Pettis. Yeah. Sergio's fighting on the undercard. But, yeah. But um, I'm taking Ferguson. Me too, one. man. He's just. I like Pettis though. I do like Pettis' style. I like him as a person. I can't say enough good things about the guy, so I don't want yeah. people to think I don't like him. But I'm taking Ferguson on this fight, and somebody's got to lose. Doesn't mean. He's a piece of shit. I hope it's a good fight because I I hope that it it'll put somebody in the realm of who's going to well, fight see, next I, for the title because I, I, yeah. I want somebody good. I don't I don't want an easy fight for for the winner of Khabib versus Connor. Well, F- Ferguson's a beast. And yeah, he I is. think the he only is. person who can beat him is um, Ferguson. So did I say Khabib. That? I mean Khabib. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that well, was yeah great for Ferguson. You lost me there. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw the hat and threw. Sounds me like Connor talking. Yeah. The only person that can beat me is me. <laughs> Of course, with no accent. Fuck you. Fuck you. Pepper 12. No, it sounded like McGregor. That was good. Anyway, thank that you. That was good. Thank you do a good Irish We got some impression. Irish guys at the gym. We're going to get some proper 12 in here. I tell you what I'll do. I do want some. I tell you what I'll do. If he somehow manages. No, I won't either. Fuck it. Don't, Don't even bring that up. But I will say this. Before, well, let's not jump ahead. I'll say what I have to say in a minute. So go ahead and break that fight down. Well, There's not no, really no, nothing, nothing to break, break down. down. I mean, I think Ferguson's going to win the fight. They're both so unpredictable stylistically. more well-rounded. Good athletes. Better. I, I think it's... Ferguson, it's, Ferguson. Yeah. Right, but so. I do I do like the fight, and I hope it's competitive, and I hope that whoever wins the fight, it's in a way that like leads us to possibly a good match against yeah. the main event. You know? Before we get in the main event, what kind of hurt my feelings? You remember our boy Sean O'Malley? Mm. Is yep. that, am I saying that right? Is that yep. his name? Yep. Yeah, he got taken off the card. Yep. Out of uh, for a possible PED violation, yep. which uh, which sucks because that's an entertaining fight. And I think Whoever he's claiming that he again the test results are going to show or, or the investigation is going to show that he didn't do anything wrong. That's what they, everyone says. And like here's did the you, thing: Did you have to take anything when you were a fighter? That, I'm if, talking about like I'll tell you this: like protein powders. I'll shit. tell you like, this. I'll no, tell you that's this. safe. But uh, okay, so if you did take something and you know it. I will have so much more respect for you if you just admit it. Like, like a chill kind of way. taking it pretty well. A chill kind of way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, fuck it. You know, whatever. But if you, if you really honestly didn't know or whatever, okay, then say what you have to say and, and we'll let it, the investigation happen and see what happens. But it's like if you did take it, you're going to gain a lot of respect because nobody just says, yeah, I took it. Sorry, guys. Very I think- fucked up. You would gain a lot of fucking respect for that. Um, but going back to what you, what you were saying, okay, so I only had one USADA uh, fight. And was it 189? 189. I think, I think it was USADA. It was the first <laughs> USADA fight, I think. And let me tell you why. I, and, and I think uh, Mark Hunt has touched on this a little bit too. Um, I've never taken anything questionable in my career. 
even close to questionable. I remember you used to do that wheatgrass shit. Because I was terrified that like the supplements weren't right or whatever. So I made sure I'd never popped for sure. Um, and then when I was t- on the uh, USADA card, which is UFC 189, buddy, it was to a whole different level. Like, I'm, remember I made you, you were the only person that got me shakes. Remember? Yeah. You were the only you, person. You make me make, not make me make them. That sounds You like had to watch bitch, them but, make my shakes yeah. in, my, in my own gym, in my own restaurant. Yeah. Like, I, I own the whole place. You were place. careful as shit. I made and that's you, what you have to do I when made you're a pro you, I made you uh, watch them make my shakes, make my shakes, my food. Like You were in charge of making sure that nothing went inside my body except everything oh, that I knew. You asked me. I'm, I'm coming I across didn't. as a pretty big bitch here. No, I don't mean yeah. it like that. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, you I know. you wanted to just, do whatever you could to help me. Because I know I'm going to hear it from these people. But I'm just saying. You, you're my boy. You know, yeah, we know right. each other for 26 years. We, we help each other. I do as much for you, you know, as you do for me. But what I'm saying is. You watch me bathe. I was making sure that there was no possibility that these people that work for me as well uh, use some kind of protein that they got in Thailand at some pharmacy or yeah, use some other kind, some of, kind of discount. Crap. Yeah, I, I made sure that I used the same protein and it was muscle form that I had brought into Thailand and it was UFC, you know, logoed and approved. And that was the only protein I used and I used nothing else. Uh-huh. I didn't take even uh, amino acids. I didn't take uh, any kind of and nothing. I took nothing. You didn't even walk barefoot in your own house. No, I didn't walk barefoot in my own house. You never have. have I, you? I figured I'd pick up like something off the floor. What something. would you do? Like, do, do you know the floor gets cold and shit? Does it? Because you know, remember tile that, gets cold. This is the only carpet in Thailand right here. How do we even find this? I don't know. So anyway, so th- that's how careful I was. But then you see these guys that are like, oh, I just don't know how it happened. It wouldn't happen to me yeah. for sure. It wouldn't happen to me if if I popped during my fight. I did it. Like well, I for sure just, did it. There's no I doubt mean, about. I took something. Buddy, it's just like watching the episode of Cops. I'm in Thailand where steroids are Every, everywhere. Steroids well, can just fall into your. It's the same your, thing. You don't like. <laughs> I've never been pulled over and had drugs on me, marijuana, weed, or, you know, whatever, and been like, oh, it's not mine. Like I, I, I just don't put myself in that situation. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's never not yeah. yours. I get it. You know. So like these guys that get butt, you see it on cops all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it ain't mine. I have a joint in my ear. Yeah, exactly. I saw that. Uh, one. You sent me that one. Yeah, that was a good one. But I mean, it's like you know, just don't take the dumb shit then. But two percent of that is actually true. Yeah, and in Thailand too. Like, I mean, you know, they're they're not as strict, and there is a lot of like uh, things to get through. So it's like even going to restaurants that you don't know, or even if you know them, the supplement, I mean, the ingredients they use, you don't know where they're getting them from. I didn't eat none of that. I didn't nothing, nothing. I took no chances whatsoever, and I was clean. You know, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't understand why John Jones on this last time before he he tested, he didn't do the same thing. I mean, buddy, if you're watching everything that you put in your body and you're you're double checking because your whole career and dignity and legacy lies on it, it can't happen. It can't happen. Oh, but, I mean, I, it's not going to just wrong. You're a good fighter. appear in your, your But it your, just blows my mind. Like I see these millionaire athletes and all this shit driving drunk and how how do you not just give somebody 40 bucks be like take me home yeah exactly or you know hire a new now with uber thank god that's gonna help a lot well, i don't it, think there was uber it, back when jones was wrecking cars and telephone poles or uh, there was there wasn't then but when he hit the woman there was no there was there was there was didn't he like run back and get the the cocaine well, to go get his the woman i think it was his weed you know and it was know, a rental he ran back to the scene to get his drugs and not help the woman but but he has like it's a religious and, and tattoos on his and body. And it's a rental. I mean, they're, they're going to find out who you are. If they really believe, they really believe in God, how do they think God doesn't see these things? But let's skip all this because I'm done with ranting on Jones. Oh, yeah, here we go. So Sean O'Malley, that's who we were talking about. That's, forget, okay, that's forget it. all this. Okay, so we already talked about the co event. The main event's what we're trying to get to. This is what we want to break down. Conor McGregor versus Khabib. I spent the day looking up everything I could find on Khabib and on Conor McGregor. And I watched the interview with Khabib on MacLife, which is his own company. I think it's the longest interview he gave leading up to this fight. It was 13 minutes long. Well, it's on his own site. And then I um, 
I watched the interview with uh, Khabib Akamoto, I think is the guy, the, the journalist, very famous, Brett Akamoto, Brett? whatever. Yeah. Akamoto. Yeah. I should know it because he's very, I've not heard this guy's name a million times, <laughs> but anyway, he's a very good uh, journalist and he interviewed uh, Khabib and not just boosting my site, but the reason I'm saying this is because it is on the front page of my site right now. If you want to see these interviews, go to mysweek.com and we have the uh, Conor McGregor interview right next to the Khabib interview. I watched on my own page. Um, but he also was the very first fighter to have a banner in the UFC. <laughs> stop. Just stop, <laughs> dude. I wasn't going to say it this time. I did though. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, it's amazing how different these guys are. When you, I watch Connor first, and then when you watch Connor do his interview and you watch Khabib, it is they are complete opposites. Like Connor was like kind of out of breath and like and now I'll, I'll give it to him. I'm first before I start in on this. I'm a fan of Conor McGregor. I, I've always been a fan. I think we should all thank Conor McGregor for what he's done. Outstanding athlete, outstanding fighter, best promoter that's probably ever fought in the sport. Um, in this fight, I'm obviously with Khabib. If it was any other fight, I'd be for Connor. That's just the yeah. way it is. I mean, he, he's a great fighter. Um, but in this fight, I'm with, with Khabib. And, and the things that he said to Khabib, you know, obviously made me a little bit more sensitive. He, he, he threw or aired out some dirty laundry about his family. He, 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 took yeah, some, he took some low blows a little bit on this one. But that being said, in the interview, he, he looked a lot more rattled than, than – well, Khabib didn't look rattled at all. He's stone-faced. But he was out of breath, and he was twitching a lot and moving around a lot. Um, it could be because he's just super amped. You know, I've been in both positions where like I was doing an interview and I was so excited and so amped that I was just like, like this, but it also could be that he's rattled a little bit. And when you watch the, the Connor interview, he says some very interesting things and he's very smart. You can, you can sense how smart this guy is and you can sense, uh, why he's where he is. It's not a no. coincidence. It's not luck. This guy is smart and, and he's good at what he does. And I, I felt he, he spit a lot of truth in the fact that he was talking about, I'm confused at the fact that I don't understand what the UFC wants me to do. You know, it's like, do I go out there and act crazy or do I fight and not say anything? He goes, because if I fight, then they say, you know, you're not selling the fight. If I act crazy, they're saying you're not preparing for the fight. So he's like, I'm, I don't know what they want me to do. So you could tell that like the, the true side of Connor is kind of confused. It's like, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to act crazy or just fight? Like, what am I supposed to that do? Shows you right there. It's not really him. It's not really him. He's just put on a show yeah. like, like shell. Like I said in the past, he's a great guy, but he puts his front on. But, uh, that being said, um, he did look a little bit more rattled, a little bit more shook. And he's, you know, he obviously acted as confident as, as normal, but I mean, it, it wasn't the same as when you look at Khabib's interview, man. I mean, Khabib's interview, he is stone-faced. And, like, what I assumed is exactly what he said. I mean, he was not rattled at all. He talks about how he looked at Connor's eyes. He, he talked about uh, Connor said, let's, let's look at each other. Let's look at each other's eyes. And Khabib's like, all I saw was, like, nothing. A drunk guy. <laughs> he goes, I saw a drunk guy that was out of control. He goes, nothing. There was nothing in his eyes that scared me at all. He goes, it's not looking at uh, Nate Diaz's eyes. It's not looking at Jose Aldo's eyes. It's not looking at these other guys. This guy, it was like nothing. It was like nothing. There's nothing that intimidated me at all about see, looking I, into his eyes. I, I see and it And I going. think he lost it. I think Connor lost That's, his. Well, yeah, the mental edge. I think he lost the whole press conference before they ever did because the stare it's, down. It's because usually, you know, the psychological warfare and all that stuff. Well, look at um, Holly Holm. Uh, Versus uh, Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Ronda Rousey's used to be in the, oh, I'm going to kill you. And everybody's like, oh, shit, it's Ronda Rousey. Right. I was like, fuck you. I don't care. You know, yep. blah, blah. Ended up getting knocked out. I see that happening here. I think it's going to be quick. Yeah. I know we've talked about the second round. I say know. third. I mean, if you think it's going to go that long. but I think Connor's tough. I think he's got a lot of pride. 
I do think he, I think, I think Khabib is right when he says that he cracks under pressure. And I think he gave that choke away because he wanted to get out of there. He was tired. And I think he does uh, quit when it comes down. I mean, it's hard to say that because such a warrior like Connor has proven to be. You also see a side of Connor where he does quit, you know, where warriors do usually walk, you know, they go out on their shield. Yeah. They, they don't tap from chokes. You know what I mean? If your arm's getting broken or something, okay. If your leg's getting broken, but a choke, if you're that warrior type of mentality, I'll die or, I didn't tap. you know, I'll, I'll kill or be killed. Usually you don't tap. You didn't tap when I choked you out. You went completely out, didn't tap one time. And uh, so he does, he does have a tendency to panic and, and quit when he gets tired. And Khabib mentioned that, you know, he said that that's my goal. And so he doesn't want to finish him early. That's why I'm picking him in the third round because he wants to punish him. He doesn't want to give him an easy submission. He doesn't want to knock him out. He doesn't want to give him any way out except he wants to get him tired, embarrass him, and he really wants to talk to him. He wants to teach him a lesson, slap him around, talk to his coaches, talk to Dana. And let me just guy, say, man. this is a man that does it. This is a man that did it to Alakinta. This is a man that did it to Michael, uh, Michael Johnson. Johnson. This is a man that did it to Barbosa. He did it to all these guys. He talked shit, not shit, but he talked either intelligently or he was trying to get them to tap or he was talking to their coaches about to stop the fight, whatever, to every one of these guys and talking to Dana and talking to other people. This is a man who has so much control over his opponents in his fights that he can just talk to them. Well, like we said before, he's never lost a round. In the yeah, That's and incredible. he's never lost a round. He is the most like feared type of opponent I would have ever had in my career because I'm a striker-based opponent or for him, you know, obviously. And and I have a – I like to say I have a good ground game. I feel like that's one of my better things actually. But in, in, in fighting, I don't want to go to the ground. I want to strike. Khabib would be the worst type of fighter for me to fight because I would never want somebody to just hold me down, have that much control, and beat the living shit out of me, especially going into this fight where he's going to punish me. He's not going to try to get me out with a submission or – or, or a knockout, he's going to just punish me and embarrass me. And that's what Khabib wants to do. Not to change the subject, but it just dawned on me. I don't think you lost a round to your fifth fight. Oh, yeah? I don't know. We have to do I know my first four I didn't for sure because they all ended in the first round. Easy. The first four fights did. Well, Three fights. One, right? Did it? No, my fifth fight was uh, against Loazzo. Did you even lose a round against No, Loazzo? no, no. Uh, big, big no, I went into the second, I think. Fuck, I don't remember. Dude, it's been a long time. It doesn't matter. You were there. You're trying to boost me up. Stop. Stop. I'm already getting trashed on this interview anyway. You were the first to uh, have everyone a that supports <laughs> everyone that supports Jones is going to bash me. Everyone that supports Connor is going to bash me. It's our opinion, I don't man. care, but I'm just saying it's a, it doesn't matter. Just Dude, a couple cares? of old buddies. I'm just an old. old about I'm an old washed-up fighter. Let me have it. You anonymous. Hey, I'm a huge pussy. I've never been in a fight. You, I, I don't know what I'm talking. All about, you yeah. anonymous accounts out there, let me have it. I don't yeah. care. You're not gonna. You're not gonna break me. I don't give. Let's a see who can make fun of Mike the most. John Jones can beat me up. Ooh, so what? I don't care. I don't take steroids. If if I could also throw in. Manel fought this weekend. Um, and let's go back to, yeah, Manel fought in Ryzen, uh, one of our fighters, and did an outstanding job. Choked his, Unreal. Choked his opponent unconscious. Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're flopping around, but uh, hats off to Manel. And we have Muin fighting in 1FC this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Muin is an amazing Tajikistan fighter. We did a show in Tajikistan. Uh, we, I actually co-promoted a show in Tajikistan with uh, his team. And we put a show on in Tajikistan. And when they first came to the gym, AK Thailand, I, I didn't even know that it was a country. Like, I l never even heard of Tajikistan. And then, like, six months later, I'm in Tajikistan doing a show, like an actual show. And, and Muin fought, and he's an outstanding fighter. So he's leaving this week to go uh, to Bangkok to fight a 1FC. So good luck to him. One championship. 
I'm sorry. What did I just say? It's one FC. I, I still call it one well, FC. One, whatever. Yeah, I thought I just said yeah. the wrong total like, no, yeah. show or something. Uh, anyway, but yeah, just getting back real fast on the, the Khabib fight. Your predictions for the fight, go ahead and... and uh, say it. Uh, I mean, staying the same. Connor, the, the ref will stop the fight. Or Connor will tap in the second round. Okay. I'm picking the same thing, but the third round. I'm going to give him to the third because I don't think... I, I think Connor's A, tough. And, and this is the fight where he's going to try to hang on the longest. And B, I think, uh, and this is not coming from inside knowledge from the camp because obviously uh-huh. Javier's one of my good friends and he's his coach. Uh, but I do think, he said it plenty of times on interviews, I do think he's going to try and drag this on. I think he's going to try and punish well, you, and, and embarrass. You know, and, obviously, and make Conor McGregor eat every word that he said, calling his dad a coward. Yeah, stupid. The thing about the Chechnyans and his friends, Zuba. And let me just go ahead and say this for the record, too. I'll go ahead and predict uh, a future fight. Zuba is going to absolutely destroy Loboff. So if Connor loses this fight, he's going to like, what is he? Nine and eight of all the fights he could have taken. That's the worst fight he could have taken as far as uh, uh, friends with Khabib and and trying to like Zuba is Zuba trains at AK as well, but he's going to absolutely maul Artem or Artem or Lobov. Nothing again. I I don't know the guy Lobov and nothing personally against him, but I do know that the real story with him and Khabib, he started it. He started talking shit about Khabib on the internet. And when Khabib saw him, he, he confronted him. It wasn't like he planned an attack. Yeah. It wasn't like he had a bunch of guys and he went and like sought him out. He just saw him and then walked straight to him and said, why are you talking shit? Talk to my face and then slapped him across the face. That's awesome. And that's going to ultimately give uh, Conor McGregor the worst beating of his life, which I guess... Uh, you know, somebody brought up a good point today. Shout out to Mark Oakley. <laughs> um... I've never seen that I can recall. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Usually I'm not. Um, McGregor knocks somebody out. I get it. He's, he's knocked him down, and the ref has stopped it. But I've never seen a guy asleep. Oh, man. I mean, am I wrong I, here? No. Well, I don't know. He does have a lot of KOs and TKOs on his TKOs, record. And I get he it. has crazy power in his, his punching. So he th- that's always dangerous. Yeah. But let me just get into one more thing. One more thing that I studied today. Okay. Everybody, because uh, Khabib's never lost a round. about Machine Gun Kelly? No. It's not about rap. Uh, everybody's saying that the big chink in Khabib's arsenal, or, or the, sorry, is, is um, it's it's late. We're in Asia. Uh, the big the big chink in his armor is uh, that he has this this weak chin and can't take a punch. Okay, so I watched a breakdown of Michael Johnson and Khabib multiple times today in regular motion and slow motion. First of all, he took solid lefts from Michael Johnson and was never out, was never and shook. He didn't lose those rounds when he got rocked. No, and he wasn't shook. Or, he wasn't even, shook. Yeah. You look at his eyes in the slow motion, he was never like wobbled like to that de- degree. He took them, and they were right on the chin. I mean, he nailed them right on the chin. And there was a big, uh, sorry, a big flurry where Joe Rogan was like, oh, he's catching him, he's punishing him, he's... he's you're listening to Joe Rogan. He was wrong. Yeah. He was wrong. Look at the fight. Most of the punches missed. They didn't land. And the ones that did land were on the chin. They were solid lefts, uh, a couple other ones. And he took them. He took them and kept going forward. So to sit there and say that's a weakness, he didn't get wobbled and, and his eyes roll back in his head. He was perfectly coherent both times, put his hands up, and moved out of the way and came right back in. Didn't lose the round and then was talking to Michael Johnson until he beat him. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the only thing people have. It's like I don't see how they they think that that, that Connor has any advantage. I'm mean, obviously the bet makers. If all don't. he has to do is avoid that left hook, and he's fine. 
But I mean, you I think mean, they haven't been working on that for months in camp? Exactly. I mean, you can come in there like this. He's not just out. Cover your head completely up and just run until you grab him. He's not out promoting whiskey. And he's not going to come in there with his hands down. You know what I mean? Shit. Like, like Connor's got to find a way in. And like, trust me, he's working on every possible uh, angle I that can't. Connor's using. As of as of right now, it is four days away. Yeah, and the thing about it is too is okay. So if he doesn't catch him coming in like he did with Jose Aldo. Which I don't expect. To, I mean, it's going to be, it'll have to be a little bit of luck to catch him right on the button with his hands up, expecting yeah. that the very first second of the fight. If he doesn't, when Aldo he lost mentally before, when he puts those hands, and he was shook, yeah. he was shook. When he puts those hands on Connor, and Connor feels that kind of strength, I felt it. And let me tell you something, bro. His strength, I mean, DC said it multiple times, it's like a heavyweight. Dude, his grip and his strength. And positioning when he holds you, there's a reason that some of the best fighters in the world are on their back. Just they looking like amateurs. Like as he's holding him down with one fucking hand and talking to him and just elbowing him in the face. Yeah. He's fucking strong, bro. When he gets his hands on Connor, Connor's going down. And when Connor goes down and he gets on top, Connor's gonna fucking panic. Cause he'll never. He's, it doesn't matter how many wrestlers he's fought. And this is a different type of wrestling. When you until you fight a Dagestani wrestler who's like the the level of Khabib, it's a whole different ball game. I agree. Like traditional wrestlers, there's ways to get up. You know, there's ways to work around them. We've had plenty of time to prepare for those guys. These new style of guys coming across from Dagestan and Tajikistan, their wrestling is different. You can't stand up from these guys. And if you do, they're going to take you right back down. And Khabib's the best at it. He's the best of all of them. He'll do 200 takedowns in a round if it takes it yeah. or attempts. He, you, you're not going to get him off you. What did he get one time? 13? 20 something. 20, 23? 21 yeah. or 22. He, he argues with DC, DC back and yeah. forth. Yeah. But either way, so so you say you say third round, third round. It's I think it's going to be a stoppage. stoppage. But Herb Dean is the ref, so he may not even watch he may the not, fight. It may be a you death, maybe <laughs> fatality. If he, if it's like the CB Dalloway fight too, man. It sucks. So uh, Herb Dean's a ref, so it's either. Which I'm not I'm not disappointed in that because I want to see the fight yeah. go on. I don't want to be an early stoppage. They're not. It's too big of a fight for them to stop early. Yeah, it's going to be either, in my opinion, a TKO stoppage or Connor might tap from strikes. Third round. Third round. And uh, that being said, if Connor does pull it off, hats off to him. Oh, of course, he, he will one hundred percent be the king of kings. Yeah. I mean, this 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 guy will be if he if he steps in there under these circumstances and fights with a guy like Khabib and knocks him out and does what he says he's going to do. Hats off to him, dude. Much respect. Much red, respect red to him. Red night. Yeah, it's gonna. He's the king. He'll be the king. I just don't see it happening. I think it's Khabib time. I think it's Khabib week. Yeah. This is Cubby podcast right now. This this is exact co or yeah, could be week podcast. Yeah. Um and uh that's it, man. Real quick, real quick. Was it Bob Sapp won? Bob Sapp. He's First on the winning streak. Yeah. Yeah. He won in Ryzen as well. Yeah. Win all three rounds, two minute rounds. And it went to a decision. Yeah. And won the decision. I yeah. believe when's he coming back to KK Thailand? We love uh, Bob Sapp. He comes will through. be here. He wants to do the podcast. He should be oh, here be with us. He's going to Chiang Mai first, and then he's coming here to look for a house. He wants to move to that. Yeah, I know. He told me that. So, but anyway, so yeah, we're looking uh, hopefully within two weeks. Maybe. All right. All right, guys. We got to go. We're out of time here. Um, but uh, sorry for the ranting, but I'm strongly against guys using steroids and fighting. And, <laughs> we see and, that. And I'm even more strongly against them not uh, accepting it and making excuses. And even more so attacking people who are ambassadors of the sport and who are sending positive uh, influence to kids like GSP and Daniel Cormier and who are actually helping kids and, and don't attack those guys. So anyway, yeah, that's my feelings on, right, yeah. on that. So sorry for, well, it was a good show. We'll do sorry it for talking 95%. Of the yeah. Time. No, hey, next show I'll say something. <laughs> sorry. Man. Real quick without Mark. 
Sorry, are you gonna I'm sorry. All right, guys, thanks for watching. And <laughs> oh, another geez, podcast, com- another podcast coming soon. We're gonna do some wrap up shows after the press conferences and let you know what we think. So we probably have a lot coming up this week. Yeah, actually, just probably every day. Why not? Do it from the gym one. Yeah, perfect. So, all right, take care, guys. Later, guys. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. The great Mike Swick. He's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here. AKA Thailand is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. telling you guys, I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool, but you can't come to Thailand without coming to AKA Thailand. Come on.